as successful entrepreneurs, we all want to build great businesses. We want to make our little den in the universe, as Steve Jobs talks about. But it's more than that. Many of us have built businesses and we found that, you know, we're not happy. We're frustrated. We know we're capable of a lot more, a much higher quality of life, but it's not coming together. Well, I have an extremely good friend who's joining us, and this is going to be a very special I mean, uh, episode that's going to be very powerful. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with Steve Muller uh, for almost all of his 30 years in financial services. He's been one of the top marketing consultants for the industry. It's really made a big difference for an awful lot of people, including myself. And along the way, he saw something that many of us have known but didn't dive into. And that was a connection of money and happiness. And they aren't necessarily highly correlated. And by taking action, each and every one of us can build a phenomenal life, but we've got to do it on purpose. Steve is here to share with us what works. Stay tuned. You're going to be glad you did. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Steve, my good friend, it's great to have you uh, join us here on AESNation.com. You've certainly in the past helped me accelerate my own success a lot and quality of life. And I want you to sh I wanted to share you with our fellow entrepreneurs. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, John. I'm really excited about being on your show today. Well, and let's let's dive right into it. I mean, you you have done some amazing things in your career. You've you've certainly been a catalyst for many organizations and in, in the financial services. And then you really um, started looking beyond the financial services into quality of life. And it, it's been a heck of a journey. And before we go in and helping other entrepreneurs to really dive in and be more successful on building great qualities of life. What I'd like to do is have you share a little of the backstory of how you got here. Well, um, you know, for 25 years now, I've worked with financial advisors, uh, typically quite successful financially, and helping them build their businesses. But, uh, gosh, probably 20 years ago, John, when you and I were working together closely, I realized that a lot of these people were winning awards from their firms for their sales production for their income levels, but they weren't winning awards from their families. And I found many of them were actually, when they would talk to me privately, were very, very unhappy. So they were making a ton of money, but they were, many of them were really, I would actually say, I call them successful, miserable people. So I realized that if I helped people build businesses that increased their income but made them miserable, well, first of all, I didn't think it was a very good business model. And secondly, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I wanted them to have it all. And so I started to research quality of life and look into what is quality of life and how do we get it. And that was really the beginning of sort of this turning point where I, wanted to, I started focusing on helping people build high-quality businesses that were very profitable and very valuable that also supported a high quality of life. And that's really become really my passion now. No, and it's it's a great passion, and you know, and Steve's experiences with financial advisors. But I, I got to tell you, you know, but Steve, you and I both have worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, and yep, and uh, <laughs> this is not unique. I mean, there's so many successful entrepreneurs. We're charging, we're charging ahead, you know, 
And uh, we're not necessarily bringing our family along. We're not bringing our teammates along. We're not even bringing us along on this journey. Yep. And, and yep. It's, it's just really, um, I, I mean, it's, we've seen it wreck so many lives. You know, Steve, you and I have friends who have gone through, you know, terrible divorces, bankruptcy, uh, financial ruin, and some who have, uh, you know, somehow skated through on the financial side and, and still hate their lives. And, it, and it's kind of crazy. You know, wh yep. wh why don't we go and, you know, let's talk about kind of this correlation of money and health. I mean, money and uh, happiness, because, you know, it, you know, you would think, geez, if, you know, if I start, I, I remember when I grew up in upstate New York, and if I ever made 50000 a year, you know, right. life is taken care of. And, you know, the number just keeps on getting higher for most of us as entrepreneurs as we have success. And, and boy, it, you know, it, I mean, there's been times that I've uh, actually I can think of one time that I made the most money I've ever made in my life, and I was miserable. I mean, yeah, right. So no direct correlation, right? Uh, not at all. And you know, so tell us a little bit about your investigation on money and happiness. Well, one of the more interesting studies I read was um, when uh, Ed Diener studied the Fortune 400 wealthiest people in America and asked them on a scale of one to seven, uh, how happy and satisfied are we with your life are you? And they rated themselves 5.8. Well, that's pretty good on a scale of seven. But they also, it was actually his son, um, Robert Biswas Diener, who interviewed the um, Maasai tribesmen in East Africa. And they live in dung huts. They herd cattle. They have basically no electricity, uh, no money. Um, when they asked them how satisfied and happy they were with their lives, 5.7. So almost exactly the same as the wealthiest people in America. So there's really no direct correlation to money and happiness unless you're poor. So it turns out that once you get to a point of income where you can satisfy all your basic life needs, roof over your head, uh, food, housing, and so on, and, and typically in America that's sort of upper – middle class, um, it's not super wealthy by any means. But beyond that, additional income has very little impact on your quality of life. What impacts your quality of life is what you do moment by moment every day. And so that's the thing we have to really think about as entrepreneurs is what are we doing every day that lights us up, brings joy to our lives so we're not just chasing money, uh, hopefully make enough someday, and I call this the uh, American happiness myth. If I work really hard, make a lot of money, put up with a lot of stress, someday I'll be happy. But ultimately, we want to be happy, enjoy the journey, right, every day. Well, and what I find, Steve, is so many of us as entrepreneurs, I mean, what we're willing to do is, you know, we'll work really hard to accumulate wealth, and we trade our youth for money, and then, yep. you know, in our as we get older, we're paying our money back to get youth or health, if you will. Yeah, for and health. Well, because of the stress that creates a lot of health problems. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, so let's talk about, I mean, you know, so most of us as entrepreneurs, we're aware of this, okay? This is, you know, you, I mean, I would be surprised, you know, whether you're listening to this on the audio podcast or watching it at video podcast or at AESNation.com, um, you've had this. I mean, you, you're kind of in the pursuit of building a great business. You know, the quality of life isn't there and one of the things steve you and i have always talked about is being successful on purpose and and, right. and i, I want to go uh, we're going to talk about your book in a little bit but I, I, you you've got some great guidance here and i want to take some of the the areas that you talk about in your book and i'm not going to do them justice but just at a high level one of the first things you talk about is having a clear vision uh, t tell me you know why that's important 
Well, you know, if you think about it, everything that's ever been created by human beings started as a basically an impossible dream. They thought about it for a while, put some plans together, became a vision, and then they used this amazing capacity human beings have called imagination, and they turned their vision, their dream into reality. So we have to have something that we're focused on that we're working towards. And, you know, in the Bible it says that people without vision will perish, and scientists have found that when people try to commit suicide, and they live through it, they're, they're called parasuicides, uh, they were asking, they interviewed, why did you try to commit suicide? It's not because they had this horrible vision of the future, it's because they lacked a positive vision or positive anticipation of the future. So this positive anticipation, this working towards meaningful goals, it's hugely important. And if we just put our nose to the grindstone, work, 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 what I saw is so many people built these businesses that maybe they did create good income, but they didn't have a clear vision of a business that created high income and quality of life. So they, they got half the equation, but unfortunately, they didn't get the half that most of us really want, which is to be happy and satisfied and, and just feeling good about ourselves and our lives every day. Yeah, and certainly, you know, I'm in Silicon Valley. There's a lot of young people who are out there, you know, trying to build a business to flip, basically, to sell yeah. it and get mm -hmm. the money right away. And one of the things you and I are big believers in is that, you know, you can, by being successful on purpose, getting clear on your vision and having it include not only making money, you know, the, the one beautiful thing about capitalism is by delivering value to others, we get to do well. But building that business, um, geez, I mean, you know, you've, you've shared in your book and there's a lot of research on this that, you know, we can increase our overall productivity by really focusing on building not only that great business for all of us, but quality of life as well. And what, one of the things I want to go to kind of the second point, Steve, is, you know, so we get this clear vision. We, we've got it. Second part you talk about is, you know, really doing what, you know, finding what lights you up. And tell me what that is. Well, you know, each one of us is really unique. We have unique personalities. We have unique talents. I happen to be tone deaf. I'm not very, I love music, but I couldn't be a good musician. So part of life is trying to identify what you do well, easily, that other people have difficulty with, that you love doing. I mean, you could do something well and not enjoy it, and that wouldn't be good. But if you identify what you love doing, what you uniquely, uh, um, your unique talents, uh, probably God-given talents, and then you're able to express those daily in your work, then you, not only are you doing something that gives you a competitive advantage, but you're having fun in the process. So you're, you're trying to combine those two things and find kind of your sweet spot for what you should be doing in life and then expressing your, your, your talents and your strengths. And yeah. your interests, pursuing your interests and passions. Well, what I find is that, you know, we're all, we all have unique abilities. And, you know, it's usually what we're good at, <laughs> we enjoy doing. And, Mostly, yeah. Yeah, and what we don't enjoy doing, uh, we shouldn't do. And that's really point three on, uh, on what you're talking about, you know, in really creating tremendous lives is to, if you're not good at it, you know, one of the mistakes I see so often is, that entrepreneurs, you know, because we're, we're so used to charging ahead, well, you know, right. well, if we're, if, you know, okay, I got my strengths, you know, our unique abilities, I'm going to make a big difference there. But my weaknesses, I'm going to work on those and I'm going to get really strong. And, you know, I always look at it at the end of my career, I'm going to have really strong weaknesses. That's not going to help me. And you talk about, you know, delegation. And how, how do you, once you get, you know, you get that clear vision, number one. Second, we've identified what lights us up, which really gives us that creative energy that gets us excited every day that we really enjoy doing. 
And three, okay, there's some things that need to be done that we're not going to do. Well, that's part of that knowing what lights you up and what, you know, turns you off. And then really organizing, if you're an entrepreneur, you have the ability to create your own business, your own life. Organizing your life so that you have other people, either outside vendors or internal employees, that are doing the things that, you don't like to do and that frankly you're probably not very good at it's what's critical i think is making sure that you you hire people that uh, they get lit up and that they're in their um, sweet spot or their endorphin zone is what i like to call it doing the things that you don't like to do so so many entrepreneurs um it's particularly when they're they're smaller and they're beginning um, they hire people that they like and that are more like them what you really want to do is hire people you like that have different interests and different skills and different talents, and then they complement you, and then you don't have to do the stuff you don't like to do. And that's, you know, if you reduce stress, that increases your happiness. If you increase positive emotions, that increases your happiness. So you have kind of two ways, reduce stress, increase happiness, and ultimately you're, you're trying to do both of those as much as you can. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm going to encourage everybody. I, I did a recording. We haven't posted it yet, so I don't know the episode or I'd tell you. Uh, Mark uh, is a co-author of a book called Rocket Fuel. And, you know, what he talks about, Steve, is that you know, we're so often, you know, the, the entrepreneur, the lead entrepreneur is a creative one, kind of a visionary like yourself. And, you yep. know, I like to believe myself, too. And what happens is there's a lot of stuff we're not good at. And he calls what I would normally call, most of us would call a chief operating officer, finding that integrator, you know, that individual that rare individual who loves what we don't do, and by combining the two, yep. boy, what a freeing opportunity. So I, I think that falls you know, so well in place. But you know, it's not only delegating you know, to internal, but geez, with the technology today, our ability you know, to, I mean, we're here you know, talking over Skype. I mean, it's pretty right. amazing. It's free. You know, it, you, know, you and I, uh, we're both in California, northern and southern, but um, you know, we, we could be in Perth, Australia, one of us and the other in uh, the UK, and it wouldn't make any difference. You know, the technology allows us to leverage ourselves. So we've got clear vision. We're going to light ourselves up. We're going to delegate and we're going to get everything off the table and we're going to do it very effectively. One of the things though, that I love in your book that you talk about, and, and you and I are big believers in this and, we're, you know, is creating the right environment. Why, why don't you tell me about the environment um, how we do that as entrepreneurs? Well, um, creating the right environment is really what I would refer to as uh, creating your own greenhouse. You know, what happens with plants, let's say you take an orchid and put it in a, a greenhouse that's for cactus, or probably the opposite, you have an orchid uh, greenhouse, you put a cactus in there, it might survive, but it's not going to flourish or thrive. So you want to surround yourself with the right people, um, put yourself like you have in a really positive environment. In environments make a difference in your quality of life. And uh, I remember when I first moved to Southern California, I had a beautiful view of Catalina Island from Newport, uh, Newport Beach area. And um, in the same building, there were suites that were downstairs and they had no view at all. And so I would go to work every day, and I, the view itself, the environment would light me up, and then the people were friendly. So the, the whole environment should be a greenhouse where you have the, the right amount of air and water and sunlight, and you can flourish. So the environments uh, do make a big difference, and uh, be, being conscious of the, you know, what's around you and the people around you is very important. Well, and I think you know, one of the things as entrepreneurs, too, that this does, Steve, is that it allows us not only you know, for – you know, ourselves. I mean, this is kind of where the enlightened self-interest is. You know, if you as entrepreneurs, you're creating an environment that engages 
the rest of your team, you know, that you can create this kind of multiplier effect, if you will, because each entrepreneur in there that you're working with, and I know they can be employees, they could be outside contractors, whatever relationships, but by creating the right environment, delegating to their strengths, you doing what you do really well, what happens in each of our enlightened self-interest, we're creating a bigger pie in serving the clients because we've got a clear vision now of what we want to do. People light up as well. Yep. And yep. boy, productivity increases dramatically. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, entrepreneurs uh, sort of want to create a business that supports their quality of life. And then they're, okay, if everybody else is grinding it out and stressed out and working hard as long as they're hitting numbers and so on. But as, as you mentioned earlier, uh, people that are in uh, positive states that are feeling happy and good about what they're doing, they're much, much more productive and more creative. You know, what happens when you go into a negative state, if you're stressed out, you just you know, bad environment uh, in terms of the energy in that in that business. Um, the blood runs away from the the higher levels of your brain, the neocortex, and you go into more reptilian brain, and you're much less productive, and you're much less um, creative, and you're much less uh, effective as a problem solver. And all of those things are critical in most businesses today: in innovation, problem solving, and and interacting with other people in a way that brings out the best in them. So, you know, we, we've got this, you know, we've got kind of this roadmap we're putting together. We've got this clear vision that we're going to have. We've got the ability to light each other up, really, you know, in the organization. We're going to get yep. clear on what lights us up first as two, but three, anything that doesn't, we're going to delegate it. And this is so freeing. Uh, you know, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, Dan Sullivan, a good friend of both of ours, Dan, Dan talks about that most entrepreneurs are looking for freedom, and it's freedom from time. Uh, is one of the biggest drivers. But it's also you know, a freedom of choice of relationships, freedom of purpose, right. you know, getting clear on what you're looking to achieve. And boy, by getting you know, the right team on the right bus, as Jim Collins talks about, we can make a big difference. And then what I love, Steve, is having the right environment. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if you ever had, I had one uh, job that, uh, quite honestly, I hated. And, okay. uh you know, in the I mean, I just the environment, everything sucked it out, and yeah, yeah. So if someone, you know, as we're going through this, uh, let me go. One, I want to come back and talk about how do you get this all in organized. But let's do the last one, which is legacy. And tell me what you mean by legacy. If, if we're doing all these four things and we're there, you know, how are we going to leave a legacy? Well, you know, the great thing about creating an awesome business is that you have resources. You have more resources. You can impact more people in a positive way. Uh, if you can leave money to causes you care about, people you care about. So you can make a positive difference in the planet with your businesses. And I think that's one of the most exciting things is the ability to not only create a good life for yourself, but really for your employees, and then even after you're gone, that you've left the planet just a little bit better than when you found it. You know, if you look at the history of human beings, um, throughout most of history, the way that you would get wealthy is by plundering and taking the money from someone else. In the capitalistic system, it's, it's the only system that releases the creativity and the energy of human beings to support and help other people. And more and more people now are also concerned about the planet. So contribute to other folks on the planet, contribute to the planet's health itself. And uh, it just, you know, when you get to that certain point, knowing that you're making a positive difference in other people's lives is also something that brings a lot of joy and happiness and a lot of satisfaction to a lot of us. 
Yeah, no, this is what I love about capitalism is that it, it, you can create tremendous value. And the way you cr create tremendous value, you get rewarded. And, yep. and this is, you know, the legacy. It, it's not, you know, there's concept of social entrepreneurship and certainly you can give money to causes and so on. But really just being an entrepreneur alone, you're creating tremendous value. And, it, and yep. you know, if we take each of these steps, you know, having a clear vision, identifying what lights us up, delegating that that doesn't, and creating an environment that's conducive to really the creative, the innovation, as Steve's talking about, we can build a legacy. Steve, what do we do if we're an entrepreneur? And you know, you've certainly seen it. I've been one of them where we get off track on this. And you know, sometimes we've got partners that you know, are in cha challenging things. Um, you know, how do we get back on track on this journey? Well, I think that gets back to that vision question. You know, where are we going? Start with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey said, right? And I was thinking about one of the things I missed is that, you know, one thing I've noticed is if you set out to make a lot of money, uh, and you're a smart person, you're a hard worker, there's a good chance you'll make a lot of money. Uh, but you'll miss that important element. But if you set out to build a great business, make a lot of money, and create a high quality of life, in other words, if your vision is more holistic and includes both of those things, then you're very likely to achieve that. Whatever you dream about, whatever you put energy into, you bring about. So what you just, I think you really have to do is you have to stay focused on what you're trying to do in terms of quality of life as well as income. And when you get off track, Get back to that vision. Say, am I really going where I want to go? Is this working for me? And if not, you know, you've got to make some changes. I think the changes are much easier to make when you're clear that I'm, you know, I'm going to go over here and this path's not taking me there, so I've got to get back on the right path, even if it costs you a bit of money. Because ultimately, if you're going down the wrong path, um, you won't have that balance between the happiness and the financial success that we're all seeking. Yeah, and i, I got to tell you that, um, you know, I, I, I have been in both situations where, you know, kind of lost my way a little bit and, uh, and was making uh, really millions of dollars and uh, was miserable. <laughs> yeah, money can be very seductive, but we, you know, we have to have that clarity that it's only half, half of the equation. Well, I, I'll never forget, Steve, and you know some of the people that are involved, and I don't want to go to names, but yeah, getting, right. sitting down and getting, you know, telling them I was no longer going to work with them and then getting offered more money and saying, okay, oh, yeah, I'm going yeah, to take yeah. the, the night to think about it type thing and uh, called my wife and I've got a great wife who kind of said, like, tell me again, why would you do this? I mean, we don't need the money, the whole thing. And, yeah, and I do understand when you need money, that, you know, can be a problem. But here's the issue that I love. And, uh, you know, and Steve and I've had these conversations over a glass of wines on ski mountains and, you know, uh, the whole thing. And in the beginning of my life, I'll tell you, I, you know, I, I was a driving, building a business and I would schedule time off. And I was pretty good about taking six weeks off a year, but the rest of the time I was just driving. And, you know, fortunately I've got a wife of 35 years and she's been very understanding throughout it. I'm not sure I would have been, had the situation been changed, but the last 15 years or so, I got really thinking, Steve, about you know our conversations, you know now your book and and just this whole methodology and being successful on purpose. The last few businesses I built have all been, you know, starting with that clarity of vision and doing right. it quality of life and 
a great business. And, and I, I got to tell you, I've got so many friends and mastermind groups that are doing this. Uh, it really works. Right. There's a lot of people, but it's sort of a new and evolving thing, this whole balance. You know, it's interesting what you're talking about because I have kind of two basic concepts. One is uh, um, money won't buy you happiness, but without it, you'll be miserable. So you have to have a certain level. But the sort of the flip side of that is um, one of the most um, unhappiness creating things in life is getting paid more and more money to do something that you don't really like to do. Yeah, because it, now, now you're really selling your happiness for, for money. And like you said, for most people, you get to a point where, you know, it's not working. And then you have to say, well, what will work? And it's, it's both. It's, it's really pursuing, you know, having a holistic idea of we can do it all. And as you said, if you start with that end in mind, that's what you create. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, the, it's amazing what you can create. I mean, and I've, I've been very fortunate and it's not, it's never been a straight line. I mean, I've written a number of business plans and had clear visions and the market forces give you a little bit yeah, of feedback and right, it's different, right. but you know, we can adapt. And in today's world with all the tools and technology, we can do that. And it's, it's really amazing. Let me go to the, uh, this segment here. And this is the book of the day. And, uh, Steve, up on the screen. I'm going to put up on the screen, uh, your book. Endorphinomics, the science of human flourishing, and I, I got to tell you, I was, you know, we're good friends, but I'm going to uh, be hard on you. It was a great book. Oh, thank you, John. <laughs> and I, I've read it twice. I've really enjoyed it. You know, been on the journey with you, and I, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is to share this, um, you know, with our fellow entrepreneurs because I know too many people who aren't on this journey that you and I are on. And not to say that we were perfect by any means, but we are on that journey. And I'll tell you, it, it makes for a great life. Tell us a little bit about what's in the book. Ah, the book. Uh, well, Science of Human Flourishing. W what is the science of human flourishing? Uh, a lot of people want to know, well, flourishing, what's that? It's kind of a new concept. It basically comes from positive psychology, um, positive neuroscience, which is a new field of neuroscience, uh, really studying the best in people. What, uh, what uh, is the good life, which, which the Greeks were very concerned about over 2,000 years ago, and how do you achieve it? And so I combined uh, my 30 years of working with entrepreneurs and particularly working with folks that are about to retire. And you know, when you retire, you have the opportunity to do whatever you want to do, and a lot of people don't know. So that was one of the impetus for writing this is that uh, when you have the time and the resources to do what you want to do, like you said, these entrepreneurs are trying to build their businesses to flip it. Well, guess what? You still have to get up every day and do something. So I wanted to write a book that would help people think through um, how do you have it all? How do you have health, wealth, and happiness? And so the book has really five key steps. One is uh, to commit to flourishing. Make that a big part of what you're trying to accomplish in your life. Um, step two is discover your flourishing self. You know, what lights you up? Where are you at your best? And number three is to create the positive vision of your life when you're doing all the things that light you up and none of the things that don't. And I call it the endorphin zone, where you're just having a great life. So you, you have to get some data about yourself, know yourself, uh, to develop that positive vision of uh, your ideal life. And then you start to align your life with your vision. So those are four, four steps. You commit, you discover, uh, you um, create that positive vision, and then you align your life with the vision. And it walks people through the whole process, the scientific research, a lot of my personal experiences and stories. And then each chapter has a, a page of questions that you can ask yourself to help you clarify for yourself uh, what will 
put you in that positive state, the endorphin zone, that um, what we call this, you know, the human flourishing. And then once you know what that is, then you start to move towards it. Yeah, no, that's great, Steve. And and what it does is I think it gives you the framework to not only move toward it, but to stay there once you're there. And it's and that's just so important. Yeah, and framework is what a lot of folks say about the book. It's a framework for thinking about your life and for organizing your life to create the best possible life you can. And that was my goal, and I think it's working. Oh, excellent. So definitely go get the book. Let's go to the next segment. And this is the application of the day, Steve. What, what application on your smartphone would you recommend your fellow entrepreneurs? Uh, well, on one of the things in writing this book I learned about was uh, how important exercise is if you want to flourish. Uh, you know, not exercising every day is kind of like taking a depressant. Uh, it, it just there's don't have enough time here, but, you know, exercise is fantastic. So I decided as I was writing this book, I wanted to be a role model for flourishing, and I was a little bit overweight. So I got a Fitbit, which uh, tracks your, your steps every day and your activity, and then I got um, my Fitness Pal, which goes on my smartphone, and it tracks the amount of um, steps I take, which basically translates to calories, and then I track the amount of food I eat. And so every day I'm able to look at that, and just like finances, you know, calories in, calories out, and because of that, I've lost 40 pounds. So now at the end of every day, I see if I've exercised enough, and I usually get up early in the morning now and exercise, and if I have enough calories left over, I can have two glasses of wine instead of one. And I don't know if you know this, John, but wine puts you in a mild state of euphoria, so I highly recommend that. Yeah, no, I am, uh, I have, you know, you and I have talked about this, but I, I've lost 35 pounds, and we're on that same journey together. Yeah, it's easy yeah. To- Exercise is just one of the best things you can do for yourself. Yeah, they, so those those apps helped me a lot. Yeah, no, it's great. And I, I use uh, one. I've used that. And I also use Breeze.com uh, uh, on the or I download on the Apple iPhone. And it on iPhone six, uh, it's just it, a lot of detail on it too. And it you know it's just creating the energy. And I mean, there's so many of these. And I use a different one for running. I won't go too far into the fitness side, but right. but but boy, you know, it just makes so much sense. Steve, let me go to the next segment, which is resources. And let, let's just point out on your website. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull that up here. And, and let me show the endorphin zone. And, and one of the things you and I talked about, and once you talk about it, and I'll bring it to, is the quiz that they have available under the endorphinomics Right. On the go to the book uh, site, Endorphinomics, under resources, I have in there a uh, your current life satisfaction survey. And if you're not completely, you know, say some things are some suboptimal in your life, you're not quite sure what. Uh, this looks at the seven different, I call them endorphin domains, different areas of your life, and asks you how important is that domain to you, and um, on a scale of uh, one to five, uh, how satisfied are you? So you can go through and identify, based on scientific research, the key areas of your life that will make a difference in your quality of life. And you can identify those ones that are super important, where you're suboptimal, where it's your low score. So it's a real quick little way to look at that. And the interesting thing is, a lot of times when people take that profile, John, I don't think I mentioned this before, but their actual life satisfaction goes down because their expectations go up. So sometimes they start higher, and then you start thinking about all the things I could be doing, I should be doing, and then you go, I'm not really that satisfied, and then you start working on it back. But, you know, you want to then focus on those areas that are suboptimal, that, uh, you know, that need your uh, addressing your health. And that was part of the thing for me for exercise. I realized that that was one area that I had complete control over, and that, 
you know, I would be a lot happier uh, if I was a little bit slimmer. I don't know if you notice a lot of people, they sacrifice their health or income. And you don't, you want to, again, you want to have it all. And if you get up early in the morning and exercise, you'll have more energy. Uh, and so that's one thing for me. But the Life Satisfaction Survey, something I think everybody could benefit from. No, and it's, it's free. Just yeah. download it from the site. No, it's great. And, uh, you know, in the show links for AESNation.com, uh, you know, we'll have the transcript, all the show notes, all the links so that you have that. Let me go to the last segment here. And this is key takeaway, Stephen. I've got a whole bunch of notes. And, you know, the, the big thing that my walk away is to be successful on purpose. And it's not just about building a great business. You want to build a great life. We're in business to build a great quality of life, not only for ourselves and our enlightened self-interest, but all our stakeholders, our clients, our customers, our teammates, our partners. To do that, Steve gave us five things that we need to do. One, get a clear vision vision of not only your successful business, but that quality of life that goes with it. Two, be very clear on what lights you up and only do that. I mean, that should be freeing for everyone out there. I know it was for me. I, I, I got stuck so often trying to do too many things as entrepreneurs do. Delegate everything that you're not good at. Find the right employees, contractors, outsource, but get people who light up for what they're good at that you're not. Then uh, one of my favorite, and this is just so valuable, is create the right environment that's conducive for innovation, creativity for you personally as well as your teammates, and do it in a way that's building a legacy. Even if you, you don't want a, a, a sustainable business long-term, that you do want to sell it by building it toward a legacy, you're going to maximize the value. Steve, I want to thank you, uh, you know, sincerely for not only this interview, but you know, being great friends and all the help that you've given me along uh, the way. And I know all our fellow entrepreneurs, if they take this to heart and they go and execute, not only their clients and their future clients can be really happy they did, their family and you personally will be very happy. Wish you the Absolutely. best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com